From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. Thanks for joining me. We're featuring the music of Old Town Tribune tonight on the show. This is a group featuring Wes Carr with mandolin, guitar, and vocals, Zach Economo with guitar and vocals, Brad Utterback on banjo, and Charlie Ford on upright bass. Old Town Tribune is a project started by Wes Carr after he came to Northern Illinois after getting a degree in bluegrass music from East Tennessee State University. Wes had a repertoire of original songs and needed some additional musicians to help flesh out the full bluegrass sound. Old Town Tribune has some recordings available on Spotify and Apple Music. They're going to perform some of those tunes for us tonight. It's Old Town Tribune on Sessions from Studio A this hour. Stay tuned. Welcome to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. Thanks for joining me. We're featuring the music of Old Town Tribune on the show tonight. This is a group created by Wes Carr. He and his fellow local guitar teacher, they both teach guitar lessons at Axenhand here in DeKalb, they got together, decided they wanted to work on some tunes that Wes had written while he was getting a degree in bluegrass music from East Tennessee State University. They got a couple of other musicians together, and off they went. Wes has some recordings of Old Town Tribune tunes available on Apple Music and Spotify that you can check out, and they're going to perform some of those songs for us tonight. We'll talk with the band in just a bit, but we'll start things off, as always, with some music. This is Old Town Tribune playing the song Old Town here on Sessions from Studio A. Thank you. 
was Old Town Tribune performing the song Old Town here on Sessions from Studio A. We've got Old Town Tribune in the studios now, and we'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. I'm Wes Carr. I'm the mandolin guitar player and vocalist. Brad Utterback, and I play banjo. Charlie Ford, I'm on bass. My name's Zach, I play guitar. All right, guys, and give us a little background on how this group got together. I moved back from Johnson City, Tennessee, uh, where I, I was at ETSU getting a degree in bluegrass music, um, and kind of came back with this repertoire of songs that I had written and worked out, um, and wanted to find a group to that could perform these songs. And it was kind of it was kind of a, a catch twenty two where you know a lot of the songs have a, a, a jazz and classical influence, and you know this is definitely the area to find players that can handle that, but this is also not necessarily the area to, to find a banjo player or a fiddle player. So um, actually I got, I got in touch with Zach first and we kind of started tossing the idea around and, and Zach's a jazz student, so that was great. And then I got in touch with Brad, who we I actually came to his house and we jammed through some of the tunes and he did a great job. And then he found me Charlie to help us out with the bass. All right, great. Well, tell us about that song we just heard you play, Old Town. Old Town came a few ways. At ETSU, I had a really uh, incredibly supportive teacher uh, that taught our band, or the band that I was in, named Colleen Trenwith. She was a, a fiddle player from Australia. She was in the, the first Australian bluegrass band. And she was the sweetest woman, and the kind of woman that would make you, that would make me you happy when she was telling you you did a terrible job. So I remember my first day in, into the class, um, she, she asked me if I sang, and I said, no, uh-uh, not at all. And she goes, okay, great, well, we'll, we'll have you sing baritone. Which, for anyone that, that doesn't know, baritone's kind of like the hidden part of harmony singing. You have, you have your, obviously, lead, tenor, and baritone. Baritone's the lower one that you kind of pretend doesn't exist and, and can be very easily covered up when it's me. And so I finished singing, and, and Colleen goes, wow, great. Uh, tone was good. Um, maybe, maybe try hitting more notes next time. <laughs> and so it was, it was that, and, and it was great because she actually did, she got me, she forced me to start singing and, and working toward harmony and, and doing things that I wouldn't have done any other way. But I think part of it was that she felt so bad for my lack of ability to sing that she went ahead and let me write songs and bring them to class. Um, and I'm also the type of person that sometimes will make promises that aren't quite there yet. So I remember the beginning of the second semester, she asked, I, I had told her that I was working on another tune. Um, which I, I kind of was. And so she asked me if it was done on our first practice. Near the end, so I was like, uh, yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't anywhere near done. I think I had a lick. Um, so that night I finished the tune, or I wrote the tune. Um, and one thing that's really common with bluegrass music is you, you write or you, you develop your names based on where you're from or your identity. So you look at Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass Boys. They were from Kentucky, the Bluegrass State, which was not the music that the actual grass. Um, so I, when I wrote the song, um, I tried to, to base it off of, you know, Chicago, which did a huge part of kind of for obviously forming me as a musician since I've been here since I was five. All right. Well, I want to talk more about bluegrass and how you guys got bit by the bluegrass bug. But uh, let's hear another song. The next one here on your set list is Half a Mind. Tell us about this one. Uh, yeah, Half a Mind, I think, was my attempt at being traditional. And I, like everyone else here, I have a huge respect for tradition. Obviously in East Tennessee, that was an amazing experience because it showed me a lot of what bluegrass meant in a historical context and, you know, begin falling in love with a lot of the, the giants, the giants of bluegrass. And uh, pretty much, typically, you know, when it comes to guitar, there's a few people that are held above all the others. Um, Doc Watson's one, obviously Lester Flat, but kind of for different reasons. But I think the, the, the big one is Tony, Tony Rice. Just an unimaginably great player. And if you haven't listened to him before, check out all of his work. He's done everything from um, straight ahead jazz to the, the Bluegrass Album Band, which is the most traditional kind of approach you can get after Bill Monroe and Flatten Scruggs. So yeah, around Christmas time, because my wife is awesome at buying gifts, and I have both an English degree and a uh, a bluegrass music degree. She bought me a bunch of autobiographies, and I like tore through Tony Rice's probably in like two or three days. 
Um, and Half of Mind was kind of an attempt to emulate some of his lead playing, chord, uh, very chord heavy in, in tunes or in, in albums similar to like Church Street Blues or a lot of the uh, one one tune that I'm absolutely in love with. Well, I'm, all of his tunes I'm absolutely in love with. Um, but never meant to be, I think you're, you just won't find better lead playing uh, than Tony's playing on Never Meant to Be. So looking at that and I think trying to emulate that and, and essentially doing what every bluegrass guitar player does and, and try to be like Tony. So. All right, well, let's check it out. This is Old Town Tribune performing Half a Mind here on Sessions from Studio A. <laughs> You ain't even trying to see if a solution can be found Go and get your kicks and when you see what you've been missing You turn your head and I'll be gone And I've got half a mind to leave you and the other half is gone Picking up the pieces of my heart I'm torn in two directions and I don't know what to do I made my mind from leaving but my thoughts are still with you as can be but before you go to bed and now you're always mad at me i know there's things i love about you but i don't know what they are this love was over from the start and i've got half a mind to leave you and the other half is gone picking up the pieces of my heart i'm torn in two directions and i don't know what to do i made my mind for leaving but my thoughts are still with you Doctor comes and asks me just where I want to go Your picture's in my pocket and a ticket for the train And the only way to love you is if you're far away And I've got half a mind to leave you and the other half is gone Picking up the pieces of my heart I'm torn in two directions and I don't know what to do I made my mind for leaving but my thoughts are still with you It's Old Town Tribune performing Half a Mind here on Sessions from Studio A. You can see behind-the-scenes video from Old Town Tribune's performance in Studio A at our website. And while you're there, browse through the archives. You'll find plenty of other great regional artists, maybe your next favorite artist among the archives. That's all at WNIJ.org. More music to come this hour when our session with Old Town Tribune continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm your host, Carl Nelson, and we are getting some music from Old Town Tribune. It's a project put together by Wes Carr after he got a degree in bluegrass music from East Tennessee State University. For a couple tunes, and we've been talking with the group, and uh, I'd like to ask you guys, what is it that got you guys hooked on such a uh, traditional form of music, uh, bluegrass? I was born in Marietta, Ohio, hence the song named Marietta. Which is right, it's right on the, uh, the West Virginia border, uh, right on that kind of tail end of the Appalachians. My father was a pastor at a church there, and I grew up hearing a lot of bluegrass and gospel tunes from that area, and I remember always, whenever we were driving to church in the morning, my mom had a tape of like southern gospel tunes, and, and we would play it all the time, and it was the only thing I insisted on, on hearing that. 
So for me, I, it was kind of a childhood music. When we moved to the area, I started doing jazz and I studied classical for a couple years with Fareed Hawk at NIU. But I was still doing bluegrass music on the side and I went down and I would do uh, like bluegrass contests. I did one in Big Stone Gap, Virginia. And one of the judges told me about ETSU. And so, you know, I, I kind of finished up at NIU as, as quick as I could and, and went to Tennessee immediately. My wife was very understanding. And uh, <laughs> it's a big move for, for someone to make. Yeah, so from there, you know, getting the opportunity to, to play with, my teacher was the five-time Grammy winner, Adam Steffi, on mandolin, and, and getting to experience uh, people like Wyatt Rice or Dan Boner or a lot of the, like, the bigger, you know, a lot of really amazing names for a school like that to have kind of really engulfed me in the music again. Yeah, I, I joke around. I tell people I grew up in the South, which is Southern California. Um, but I got, I remember when I was like five or six years old, a banjo hanging on a wall. And I went up to it and I just plucked it. And it sounded, to me, even at five, sounded really cool. So I put that aside. So you fast forward about 10 years, I'm in high school. And then I hear this guy playing folk music with banjo and guitar. And I, I, that's when I really said... I wanted to play the banjo. And so I told my parents, I want to play the banjo. And then, I don't know, uh, this is high school, I was like 16. About a few weeks later, I get home from school and there's a banjo sitting on my, laying on my bed. It was my great-grandfather's. So my great-grandfather used to play the banjo. He lived on a, on a ranch, if you can believe it, in Southern California where he had like about 100 acres of property in Monrovia, right outside of which is now Los Angeles. And um, and so he used to play for my grandmother. And my grandmother, every time she came over, I had her dad's banjo, so I had to play for her. And so that was, it was just really a cool memory. And so then from there, I actually moved, um, moved to the, uh, moved to Georgia. And I got in, uh, more interested in playing a band. I found a band to play in, the banjo. One of the banjos that I have, I made, which I usually play, and because I couldn't afford to be a good banjo, so I decided I'll just make one. And um, and so then I played out there for several years. I moved back to Southern California, started back in college, and so it's been an off and on kind of thing for me. I've been in in a few uh, working bands over the over those years, and then I put it aside for about 25 years. Got a degree in. Uh, got my degree in physics, minored in math, went to seminary, actually got a master's degree. I was pastor for a while. And then um, I said, you know what, Gene told my wife, I just got to get back into this. And that was about five or six years ago. And so I've been been playing since then and uh, met up with a couple of guys. And my tastes over the years have just kind of expanded, listening to different music. Um, I've just really enjoyed different styles. So I like playing the bluegrass, the straight, down-home kind of music, but I also like the eclectic stuff that that uh, Wes has written and that we get a chance to play. So it's really cool. And so I met him, actually, it was on a Facebook ad that he put out on Facebook, and he said, I need a banjo player. <laughs> I'm looking for musicians. And I go, oh, I'll just see what happens. And that was about, I guess, about three months ago. Well, there you go. For all the horror stories that you hear about social media, we've got a uh, social media success story here. A nice little bluegrass group formed out of a Facebook ad. Uh, So you guys are going to do another tune for us here. And Wes, you mentioned this one. This one's named after where you grew up, Marietta. Uh, Tell us about this next tune. That one was written more intentionally, obviously for Marietta, Ohio, where I was born. And in the recording of it that I have put out by it by it the recording of it that I put out by it um, <laughs> I tried to the one thing that I, that I really remember apart from the church and everything else is it's right on one of the Great Lakes and um, I remember seeing huge steamboats and, and I think the one theme on that, that that stuck to me more than anything else was water and a lot of the in the recording I'm playing both guitar and, and mandolin I have a banjo player named Eli Gilbert the fiddle player was Peyton O'Kelly and the bass player was Dakota Fountain. And in the recording, a lot of what I tried to do was emulate, I used a technique called floating guitar in my lead, um, and try to emulate the, that feeling of kind of being closer, experiencing the water, and how amazing it was to see these huge boats when you're all of four or five years old. 
All right, this is Old Town Tribune performing Marietta here on Sessions from Studio A.
It's Old Town Tribune performing Marietta here on Sessions from Studio A. Now, we were talking before that song. Uh, we got to Wes and Brad on what got them into bluegrass music. Charlie, what got you into bluegrass? It was uh, shortly after I moved to Illinois. Um, I started on flute. Uh, we only had a jazz band in high school, so I learned saxophone uh, and then the bass players stopped showing up. So I was like, I think I can do this. So I used my flute to learn how to play bass. Then I found an upright in a storage unit um, way in the back. And uh, it was an old half size K. I think they actually call them quarter size. But uh, oh man, that thing was terrible. And there was Elmer's glue all over the place. And like it had some masking tape on it that I didn't dare move. And the, the action at the end of the fingerboard was over an inch. It was terrible, but, I, you know, how kids are and getting stubborn. And so I was like, I'm going to do this. Uh, so we had jazz. Um, I also played electric. And then I joined a community orchestra. So my background was jazz and classical. Uh, fast forward a smidge of time. Um, after college, I ended up moving to Illinois. And... Uh, so I had this little tiny studio in Wheaton and had a bass and nobody to play with. So I put up a desperate Craigslist ad, help, I'm a bassist. I got nobody to play with, but I will travel. Uh, jazz and classical background and uh, I can play whatever you got. And uh, a uh, mandolin player um, in my main band, River Valley Rangers, hit me up on email. And uh, I had no idea what to expect, but he said, can you play bluegrass? And I said, I don't know, but I think I can figure it out. And uh, that was the most fun jamming that I had had in a long time. And I just soaked it all up. And then the weirder it gets, the cooler it is. And you can do so much with just, you know, the traditionals and, you know, the standards that you hear at every jam circle. Like, those are great. I love those. Because it allows people to, like, hear what you can do with something that has been done so many times like Mm -hmm. what makes you an individual let me hear it Mm -hmm. uh and being able to share my jazz background into bluegrass i think has been really helpful and doesn't hurt having the bow knowledge for bass playing so but yeah that was a little over three years ago that i got into it and can't stop now and uh, last but not least zach what is it for you about bluegrass music? Uh, so like Charlie, I guess my background is kind of mostly jazz. I mean, I, I grew up playing uh, kind of, you know, R, I played in a couple R&B bands and rock trios and stuff like that. And uh, so I, I, I went to college and started studying jazz because uh, I wanted to learn more about music. You know, you, you know, every guitar player, I'm sure, goes through the thing where they hear some guy like uh, Pat, Pat Metheny or Wes Montgomery play. Oh, my goodness, what are they doing? Um so yeah, I went to school and started studying jazz, and uh, I guess over the years I've ended up here at uh, NIU studying with Fareed Haq, uh, and um, actually I had pretty much no exposure to bluegrass before maybe two months ago or three months ago when uh, I, uh, I teach some private lessons here and there, and so does Wes, and so we met through teaching, and like, hey, you want I got, I got, I got some tunes to, to play, you want to play them? Sure, yeah, sounds good. And uh, I mean, I mean, it's super fun music. It's, I mean, it's uh, everything you could ask for, I guess. You know, you get a little, you get, you get a fun, you get a burn, you get a, it's happy sounding, it could be head sound. Yeah, I mean, you got a little bit of everything. So, I'm thoroughly enjoying that. And uh, yeah, so I can, I guess I can thank Wes for getting me into it. Very nice. So then, uh, Zach and Wes, how did you guys meet? We we both teach at Axon End. Um, Zach's Zach's Canadian. <laughs> is that like being a banjo player? It's not quite as bad. Uh, so I had taught at Axon Hand for about three or four years before moving to Tennessee. I moved back and I kept hearing about like this great, oh, you got, we got this great player teaching here, Zach. And, um, and he was still in Canada, though, because it was a summer. So it, it took like another two months. The rooms are right next to each other. So I can hear him play when he's practicing. And unfortunately, I'm sure... He suffers through my playing when I'm practicing. And, you know, so eventually you, you hit this great musician just tossed into your lap, you know, and, and so I had to take advantage of it as soon as I could. Once I decided I wanted to start kind of working to getting a group together, I knew that Zach was 
probably the the best I was ever going to get my hands on. So, Zach, how do you feel about what uh, Wes just had to say there? Oh man, I can remember he's talking about the rooms being right right beside each other. And this is before I met him. I went down and he was teaching a lesson at that point, and so I go I uh, I go in to start teaching my lesson, and then probably about ten minutes into the lesson, I just I hear him start to play. I guess his lesson his his student left, and I hear him start to practice, and I was <laughs> yeah, the kids just like. Whoa. What are you doing zoning out over there? Uh, are you are you listening to that over there? <laughs> Whoa, that guy's good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that was kind of my first taste of West, just being blown away by some killer licks over there. Nice. I love the uh, mutual respect going on here between you guys. Uh, so you have another song coming up next here, Shadow River. Tell us about this one. Shadow River. <laughs> I I was just determined to use a diminished chord. <laughs> in a bluegrass setting that was another one that I wrote very quickly and was really grateful for this one's also out and you can purchase this one on iTunes I think the best the the happiest thing for me in the world is that when I, I went into the studio and recorded this I had asked Adam Steffi to come in and play mandolin and sing on it so I'm playing guitar on, on the recording and again Adam Steffi's a five time Grammy winner he, he worked with Alison Krauss he's currently got you know all these other kinds of projects of his own very influential musician in bluegrass music and you know so i'm i'm like hyperventilating during our lesson thinking about how to ask him you know to to show up and and do free work and um you know he was he really if you if if you ever get to meet him he is hands down the nicest person you will ever meet um and will do anything you know you know just to make your life easier um so yeah, yeah, for him it was like, oh yeah, of course I will. That's not a and um, so I remember probably you know, I probably took an hour working out like a thirty second solo and Adam Steffi when he came in and, and recorded both the vocals and the mandolin, it was like one take. You want me to do that again? No. No, it was perfect, Adam. Awesome. Well let's hear the song. This is Old Town Tribune performing Shadow River here on Sessions from Studio A. was all she thought to bring to the shadow river before the sun got low she fights the tide to the other side she'll never come back home i'm going down to the shadow river going down just to see if i can find my rebecca chose the shadow river over me And she would sometimes say She'd find the shadow river And wash our past away Oh, the crimson waters They whisper to the bay Tell of all the memories That rest beneath her waves I'm going down the shadow river Going down just to see If I can find my Rebecca Chose the shadow river over me I looked down to the river where Rebecca lay below Hanging on the east when you could hear the river song I sat down on the riverbed and tried to sing along I'm going down the shadow river Going down just to see If I can find my Rebecca Chose the shadow river over me I'm going down the 
the shadow river going down just to see It's Old Town Tribune performing Shadow River here on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. You can see behind-the-scenes video from Old Town Tribune's performance in Studio A at our website. That's WNIJ.org. And hey, while you're there, check out the archives. You'll find plenty of other great regional artists. Hey, maybe even your next favorite artist is there. Go to WNIJ. Check that out. More music to come this hour when our session with Old Town Tribune continues here on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson, your host. We are featuring the music of Old Town Tribune on the show tonight. They've been performing some songs for us in Studio A, and we've got a few more tunes to get to in just a moment. Guys, next one here that we're going to hear is called Hickory Stripe. Tell us about this one. When I first moved to Tennessee, I worked at, there's a brand new museum there called the Birthplace of Country Music Museum in Bristol, Tennessee which is about mm, like a half hour from Johnson City. So Bristol, Tennessee is where the 1927 Bristol Sessions happened. And that's where people like the Carter family, Jimmy Rogers, kind of came out. And, and country music was finally recorded uh, professionally and in a large number uh, for the first time. There were a few kind of one-off country recordings before that, but uh, Ralph Peer's work in, in Bristol, Tennessee was really kind of what brought country music to the forefront. And it was like the first time that portable recording technology became an option. So he was able to kind of come down here and, and he held the auditions. Uh, so there's there's this museum now connected with the Smithsonian that was uh, dedicated to those sessions. Uh, and one, I mean, as a, as a music geek, I loved it. It was awesome to be able to kind of be around that and learn as much as I did. Uh, and before we opened, we were kind of looking at some of the other local businesses uh, for that we're going to be involved in helping. And one was L.C. King, which is one of the very few places in America that still actually make and manufacture their own jeans and, and clothing. So we got to go through their textiles and everything and, and kind, of see, uh, kind of see how you make jeans, I guess, which is it's a really neat experience in life. Uh, but they showed us this one material called Hickory Stripe, which what would happen, it was originally used for bed sheets. And then people that were working on the railroads would wear their clothes out. And they didn't have much money, so their wives would take their bed sheets made out of this hickory stripe material and make overalls and clothes for them. And so when you see this white and blue striped cloth that we associate with railroads, that's, that's what hickory stripe is. Huh, well there you go. You learn something new every day. Well, let's hear the song. This is Old Town Tribune performing Hickory Stripe on Sessions from Studio A. Thank you. 
It's Old Town Tribune performing Hickory Stripe here on Sessions from Studio A. Next one on the set list is Fire on the Mountain. You want to tell us something about this one? That song came about with the Gatlinburg fires very recently, which Gatlinburg was very close to us when we were living down there. I have friends that live in Gatlinburg, and I was calling all of them to make sure that they were okay. And reading about the story of, I guess, like an entire hotel of people that couldn't be evacuated because none of the roads were, like, there was no way to get to them. Um, and just that idea of you're not home. The, a lot of it's exploring different perspectives. So there's a, a verse that's talking about, like, the perspective of the people living there that are kind of losing a lot. And the, the second verse is more about the perspective of kind of me calling in people and, and checking in on them and, and hoping they're okay and just making sure that everyone I know got out. And the bridge is more kind of on that line of the, the people that were in the hotel and just the uncertainty of knowing help wants to get there and, and not knowing when or if it'll come. Scary times indeed. Well, let's hear it. This is Old Town Tribune performing Fire on the Mountain here on Sessions from Studio A. There's a fire burning on the mountain The smoke is standing right outside my door We could probably hold out Make it till the morning But it never will be like it was before We were waiting on the sunshine In a drought it just brings flame the world watches on in horror And we're just waiting for the rain There's a fire burning on the mountain The smoke is standing right outside my door We could probably hold out and make it till the morning But it never will be like it was before You lost your family portraits Rocking chair your grandpa made Have you heard yet from your sister? Is everyone okay? There's a fire burning on the mountain The smoke is standing right outside my door we could probably hold out, make it till the morning, but it never will be like it was before. Got nowhere to go and we're all hanging by the phone Told me not to fear, help will soon be here But that was hours ago Tell my wife I might not come home There's a fire burning on the mountain Standing right outside my door We could probably hold out Make it till the morning But it never will be like it was before There's a fire burning on the mountain The smoke is standing right outside my door We could probably hold out Make it till the morning But it never will be like it was before 
Old Town Tribune performing Fire on the Mountain. I'm Carl Nelson. We've got time for one more. This is Old Town Tribune performing Thursday right here on Sessions from Studio A. Tribune performing Thursday here on Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. Old Town Tribune was recorded in Studio A at WNIJ Studios in DeKalb. You can find a link to the music of Old Town Tribune along with some behind-the-scenes video at our website. That's WNIJ.org. While you're there, browse the archives. There are plenty of other great regional artists. Maybe your next favorite artist in the archives at WNIJ.org. Sessions from Studio A was produced and hosted by yours truly. I'm Carl Nelson. Thanks for joining me. Keep up with what's going on in Studio A by following us on Instagram. You'll find us at Sessions WNIJ. And of course, we are always looking for that next artist to feature on the show. Send your submissions or suggestions to sessions at niu.edu. Until next time, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Carl Nelson. Thanks for listening. <laughs>